Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's Bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Let me ask you guys a question before we throw it to our phone screener, Jackson, here to give us an update on how he's doing on his fitness goals. Um, when you guys have a vacation ahead of you, how far out do you start packing and preparing for your vacation? Mm. For me, it's probably two days in advance because you need the right outfits. You got to plan out the photos you're going to take. And if I don't have the right outfit for the right photo, the whole vacation's ruined. So it's going to take at least 48 hours to plan. So interesting to me how a woman packs. So you pack based on the activities that you have, the clothes you're going to wear, and how you're going to take pictures for those those outfits. And I have backups. <laughs> I and backups for the backups. <laughs> <laughs> so the pictures are in the back of your mind when you're packing. Yeah, that's how oh, you pick out the hotel. You got to see where the scenery is. You got to see where all the right photo spots are. Because if you don't take a photo on vacation, did you really go on vacation? <laughs> not right. people, But other people can't appreciate it. Right. If it's not on social, it's not real, man. Mo. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm packing today. Okay. I always, the day before for me. All right. KK? Um, I, packing is my kryptonite. God, I hate it. I am the worst packer. And now you have a kid in the mix. So I'm packing not for one, but for two. Right. And I do a fabulous job for my son. Like, I, he's, I'm picturing outfits. Like, okay, what are we going to wear when we see grandma and papa in Springfield? What are we going to wear when we're seeing the cousins in Wilmore? Oh, this, you know, yeah. So I... I got him nailed. For some reason, when I pack for myself, I forget what weather feels like. <laughs> like, I don't know temperatures anymore, and it's it's a nightmare. So there have been days when I packed day of mm-hmm. for myself, and then there's been, like, because my, my husband gets on me all the time, I will be doing it, like, 10 o'clock the night before. <laughs> I have noticed with myself, based on the excitement I have for the destination yeah. I'm going to, that's when I pack. So if I'm just going, like, somewhere where I'm not really excited about it, uh, it's usually last day or a couple of hours before I get on the plane. But if I'm really excited, it's days in advance. And I was supposed to be leaving today for South Africa. I'm going on a safari. I'm getting in a cage and swimming with sharks and doing uh, a night stargazing thing. So I started packing on Tuesday for Friday. I bet you did. Tuesday. <laughs> it sounds mm-hmm. amazing. It's a wide range of stuff. Only to realize yesterday when I looked at my Delta app that I'm not leaving today. I actually leave tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're so pretty. That sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, that's like waking up and thinking it's Friday, but it's Thursday. But <laughs> I checked the date. I almost wanted to call Delta and go, is this right? <laughs> yeah, I got this wrong. This can't be right. I missed it already. So wait, what time did you think you were leaving today? Eight o'clock tonight. Oh, but you leave eight o'clock tomorrow night. In, indeed I do. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, Jackson, let's check in on you, man. You weren't waiting to the first. You weren't waiting for New Year's resolutions. You're like, damn it, I'm starting now my health journey, my weight loss journey. And I think as we go around the room and we're looking at you, we can already tell you've lost weight, man. Yeah. I, uh, I thought that if I could do it during this crazy holiday time, then why not be able to do it and stick it out for, you know, as long as the foreseeable future sees it, right? I love this philosophy, and I think we talked about this last week also, that there was a TikToker saying you should start them now, right? Because this is the busiest time of the year, and if you can get through three weeks in this hectic season, then come January, mentally you're like, I already handled it when life was throwing all this stuff at me for the last three weeks. This is cake. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, it hasn't been easy. I'll, that is actually an understatement. It's been real tough. It's not even just the holidays. Like Thanksgiving has come and gone, you know, by now, which is we, I started this maybe two weeks prior to that. Um, I had a guy's golf trip that we went to for a weekend. Um, I visited my girlfriend's family up uh, in the Northeast for a few days. Like it has been the most non-normal like time that I've had basically all year. And so it's, it's been super challenging, but I feel like I've actually kept a pretty good consistent pattern throughout. And that pattern is? Um, so I've been working out at least four, sometimes four to six days a week, depending wow. on, um, you know, what the schedule's like yeah. for the week. Um, I've really been trying to push two a days as well, where I'll do uh, some strength training when I get home from work, which is fortunately for us, like early in the afternoon. And then when my girlfriend gets off of work, we'll go for a run together. Wow. So I've been kind of like mixing it up like that. Um, the diet has been going pretty well. The meal plan that I signed up for is something that I've actually been really enjoying. So that's been super solid as well. What's the meal plan? Uh, it's called Factor. Um, Ooh, I have Factor. Yeah, it's really great. And uh, I hate cooking and I hate grocery shopping and I hate doing all that stuff. This literally just sends you like prepackaged full meals that I just literally have to heat up and it's, it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's been good. And, you know, I say all this stuff and it sounds like, oh, wow, you've probably already hit your goal by now. Or you're probably pretty close. And that is not where I'm at. Okay, so before you tell us where you are, you also have to remind everybody, you came to us because you wanted motivation by humiliation. So what is the amount you're supposed to lose by January 1st? And if you don't, what is the punishment? Okay, so I came here. Um, whatever I was doing was not working for me, so I needed some external motivation, like you said. Um, the original goal and the goal that has stuck to the day is losing 15 pounds by the time we come back in here at the beginning of next year. Um, and if I don't, Cassie's punishment is the one that won. And it is, I have to take a picture in a Speedo with Cheeto fingers and chocolate smeared on my face. <laughs> and we're going to use it as a Bershow advertisement at some sporting event. And, and you have on to the take big the screen. And you have to take the picture in a walk in freezer, too. So all right, so 15 pounds is the goal. Yes. How many pounds have you lost? Okay, so I weighed myself once right around Thanksgiving, and I haven't weighed myself again until literally yesterday and this morning. Um, I am down five and a half pounds. Okay. That's okay. Good. That is good. Yes, sir. That is good. So it feels good, but the problem is when I weighed myself a few weeks ago, I was down like seven pounds. Well, so. you, you got a couple of things going on. So you're lifting quite a bit more now also. Definitely. So you're gaining muscle mm -hmm. and don't let anybody tell you that, well, uh, fat weighs more than muscle. A pound of fat is the same as a pound of muscle, right? Uh, but what you're doing is you're taking fat off and you're replacing it with muscle. So... You know, it's inevitable, right? It's, it was bound to happen. But the thing is, like, you know, beyond just what the numbers saying on the scale, like, I feel a lot better. Like, I feel physically better. Like, right. having this, like, consistency yeah. in my life back again has really, like, kind of brought me back up to a good, sp good spot. So, I mean... Like mentally, energy level, exactly, all that stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Those yeah. are the things that I've really been noticing the most. We don't care about that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, but you still is... have, like, over two, <laughs> like, you have 18 days yeah, right? yeah. to hit your goal. Yeah, you got this. You got this. I'm really hoping so. <laughs> you don't look like you got it at all. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm it's, it's getting a lot more real. <laughs> it's seeping out of you. Nah, you the can hope, definitely you tell. You mean the hope has drained it from his draining, eyes? Yes. Maybe if you lose that hope, you'll lose another pound. <laughs> <laughs> is that what hope weighs? One pound? <laughs> one pound. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> all right, bro. Good luck, man. Thank you. The Birch Show. All right, Mo, it is time to turn your life around, dude. You brought this curse on yourself, and it, it, yeah. we needed to do something extreme to turn it around. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I owe the Christmas spirit an apology, apparently, because I, uh, I went, I made a video once saying that uh, I just felt like Christmas is not always all it's cracked up to be, and I felt like I didn't feel the spirit like everyone else 
because I don't know if Christmas, if people are treating Christmas the right way anymore. I also feel like you did this a while ago, and because you are such a huge Thanksgiving fan, you already had a bad taste in your mouth for Christmas because you felt in Christmas had infringed on your favorite holiday. I, I do. I feel like we defrost Mariah Carey way too early. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's fair. There should be more Thanksgiving, time to celebrate Thanksgiving before it's time to celebrate Christmas. And I think in my love for Thanksgiving, I may have offended the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I think most people would agree with you that the meaning of Christmas is really kind of lost behind the superficiality of it now. It's very materialistic. Very materialistic. And, you know, when my kids were younger, I remember coming in here and doing the same song and dance every Monday when we would come back from vacation going, that just felt so empty. You know, like we didn't talk about Jesus once. Uh, did we go to church? Did we not go to church? All I know is that I've got two kids that were on either side of the room opening their presents, barely even looking at them, ripping through them, going on to the next one. And it just felt so, I don't know, shallow to me, man. And I think, unfortunately, that's what Christmas has become in a lot of houses, you know? Exactly that. And that, that ironically, that's the point that I was trying to make is when you don't have kids and you become an adult, it's a little, you see Christmas a little bit differently. And it is more about the superficiality of it. And then a week later, when I had two Christmas parties where I was the only person that didn't get a gift, the superficiality of that made me realize that I needed to apologize for <laughs> spirit because I, I just felt left out. But words kind of are just cheap. I mean, that's easy. You know, you need to make a sacrifice to the Christmas spirit in order to move on is what the, the thinking was yesterday. So in, in the spirit of knowing that everybody needs a little help, I called on AI to give me a gift and help me write an apology rap. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the spirit of Christmas. Little little Scrooge featuring AI. <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, that's, yes. Just, that's just you saying that you were too busy to write something yourself. It's all about perspective. <laughs> you want to view it that way. It's all about perspective, okay. right? This this season is about giving, uh -huh. and AI just gave me a little bit of assistance. All right, little okay. Scrooge. Hey, that's this all is, this is. This is not about impressing us or impressing Birchow family listening. It, this is all up to the Christmas spirit. Yeah, if the Christmas spirit is okay with you taking yeah. a shortcut to get your Christmas karma back, then so be it. Everybody yeah. needs help. Okay. okay. Santa has little helpers. We all need help. Oh, that was your elf. Right. You just had like a little mm. AI elf come in and assist you. And elf Katie, right? Okay. Yeah. Helped me find a perfect beat. Okay. We actually spent a lot of time going through a lot of beats to find the specific beat that we wanted to use. And the beat actually happened to be named Christmas Karma. Oh, so it just okay. felt like it just felt right. All right, you know what I think we should do here, just to add to this. I'm very excited to hear what Little Scrooge has for us. All right, here's what I think we should do. I think we should all turn our back on Mo, like this is the voice <laughs> oh. as he's rapping. All right, we turn around if we accept for the Christmas spirit the rap that he is performing. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But we have to make that noise that the chair makes. Like you have to go whoosh. Okay. So people on the radio know that we so somebody somebody's chair has turned around. Right. Okay. So we are going to be representing the Christmas spirit. We're going to have our back towards uh, towards you. And as we see fit, you might get us to turn around. Maybe you won't. If right. all of us don't, Christmas spirit does not accept your apology. So, so first the Christmas spirit turns his back <laughs> on me. Yeah. Now all everybody you're here too. Okay. Yeah, that right, it. little Scrooge. Uh -huh. All right, you're Blake Shelton. All right. I'm Kelly Clarkson. Abby, you're Gwen Stefani. And uh, Cassie, you're Adam Levine. All right. All right. I'll take it. All He's right. hot. I'll take it. All right. You want to turn back? Let's turn our back on him right now. All right. All right, y'all. Let's do this. My apology to the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Sorry. Check. G gather round, it's Christmas time. So let me drop a rhyme. I messed up, made mistakes, it's a crime. To the ones I hurt, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to be a Grinch. I let the season of joy slip. Straight through my fingertips, I was wrapped up in my ego. Tangled in my pride, forgot the real meaning. I let it all slide. Whoosh, I should have been whoosh. there, spreading love in the chair. Instead, I caused pain, made it time for a fear. I'm dropping this apology rap under the mistletoe. Hoping forgiveness comes in the form of snow. I messed whoosh. up the vibe, turned up the trap. 
So here's my sorry rhyme, my apology rap. I know I let you down like a falling Christmas tree, but I promise next year you'll see a better me. I'll be more present than Santa, no more drama. Putting love and understanding under Christmas rhyme. I'll decorate my heart with kindness and care. Wrap it up in empathy, deliver it with prayer. No more naughty, just nice like a treat. I'll make amends, restore joy from my feet. I'm dropping this apology rap under the mistletoe, hoping forgiveness comes in the form of snow. Mo, will you please be part of my team? Yes, yes, yes. Please, please, please accept my apology to the Christmas spirit. Kristen, I noticed you was the last one to turn your chair around. Uh I didn't know what I had to do to get you to believe in me. I was waiting on empathy, baby. Okay. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. I think you're clean. All right. (laughs) You have been Christmas spirit baptized. (laughs) Feels so much better. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It was supposed to be the rom-com of the year, and it almost turned into a new Spider-Woman spinoff because Sydney Sweeney got bitten by a giant poisonous spider on the set of the new movie that's coming out called Anyone But You. It's that real steamy flick with her and Glenn Powell. We've seen lots of photos in the trailer of them coming out with, you know, their, their abs and they're all over each other. It looks real spicy. So she went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and she explained what happened. So she really impressed me. Uh, last week, there was a viral video going around where she's doing an interview and she's telling a story of like she was at in college and she knew that her interest was performing arts, but she majored in business. So uh, her agent was like, why are you majoring in business? I mean, that's not going to get us any jobs or anything. And she said to her agent that, so when I understand it, I won't need you anymore. Uh, <laughs> like like I'll be able to read a contract and I won't need an agent anymore. Yes, well played. Sydney has a lot of different interests too, because I think I saw in an interview somewhere where she talks about how she likes to fix up old cars. I mean, she's really kind of the dream girl for, for mm. guys. Not only is she hot, you know, with a nice chest, but she can get under a car and... <laughs> fix it up and do whatever you got to do to like, you know, refurbish an old vehicle. That would be pretty hot. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, the, it's like that Megan Fox scene in the yeah, Transformer films. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually got to see the clip where she was getting bit by the spider and I'm not gonna lie, when I watched it, I was like, she's a pretty good actress. <laughs> Director's like, there's Sydney overacting again. <laughs> so it was a huntsman spider and it's not too dangerous to humans, but obviously like you've got this massive thing on your arm and it bites you. The first thing you're thinking is, yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying. Uh-huh. I'm sad. And everyone has it on camera, so now my death is going to be played at my funeral. Yep. It's awful. And something really ironic about this whole thing is that at the time when she was getting bit by the spider, nobody had known that she had actually already been cast as Spider-Woman in the upcoming movie, Madam Web. Oh, so, wow. yeah, very cool full, full circle moment. See, the spider noon is pissed. <laughs> Literally. All right, Swifties are giving her ex, Taylor Lautner, a bit of a hard time because it kind of feels like he's capitali- capitalizing on his friendship with Taylor Swift. So he was on the Call Her Daddy podcast and was asked about what his and Taylor Swift's relationship was like now. And he said rekindling it was one of the best things to happen for him this year. We stayed friendly. We would see each other now and then. But we then did fall out of touch and we didn't we didn't talk for a while. It's been really fantastic over the last year. I mean, honestly, I would say one of the greater things to happen in my life over the last year is the rekindling of our friendship because... She just is above anything else that she is. She's just a wonderful human. So Swifty Twitter is again like giving him a hard time of being like, okay, we get it. You dated her. She broke up with you. She brought you on stage once. Like it's time to move on. But he was asked the question though, right? Yeah. But okay. I mean, but, but also it kind of seems like he's doing, and obviously he has a podcast, so he's going to do press for, for a podcast. You're going to take advantage of any kind of opportunity to make sure that, you know, you're getting your check. So call her daddy being one of the biggest podcasts for women on any platform. He's of course going to say yes to that and no, he's going to get asked about Taylor Swift. Yeah. So part of it's not his fault, but I think because they do TikToks using her songs and have kind of made it a part of such a big part of their personality. It's starting to rub people the wrong way. Hmm. But yeah, if that's your like legitimate friend, you're going to support yeah, him and, and you're going to have friends and there's yeah. like your TikToks and stuff <laughs> right. like that. I feel like they're giving the guy a hard time. He ain't do anything wrong. Mm. No, he hasn't. And because you're you're damned if you do, if you damned right. if you don't. You don't talk about her, then you don't care about Taylor Swift. But yeah. if you're talking about her, now you're just capitalizing on it. 
All right, well, this is an unexpected celeb couple. Drake was spotted getting cozy with another pop star. I'll reveal who he was canoodling with on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Got Santa evolving, man. Cassie, I thought you'd love this. So uh, TikTok went viral a couple of days ago of a mom <clears throat> recording a Santa and her three-year-old daughter was like all reluctant to go on to Santa's lap, right? And it wasn't the mom going, hey, you don't have to sit on Santa's lap if you don't want to. It was Santa. I said, this is her body and she's in control of her body. And I was so, I asked if she wanted to sit on my lap and she said no. And I said, wait to stand up for yourself and wait to say what you believe is true. Yay, I love that. You can't let even Santa Claus, if Santa Claus says you want to sit on my lap, if you don't want to, you say no. That's right. Oh man, that's making me tear up. What a great message from Santa. I, I don't know if he really realizes the impact he probably just had on that little girl because mm-hmm. moms and dads can tell their kids mm-hmm. all the time, but it becomes, you know, you get what I call ad blindness. You stop listening, but to have such a prolific figure and someone as big as Santa Claus reinforce that like, hey, it's your body. You're mm-hmm. in charge of it and tell her it's okay to stick up for herself and that he's proud of her. That's going to be, that's going to stick with her for the rest of her life. We cut the editing a little short there. He also said, but you're not going to get any press. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> there are consequences, all right? All right, on the outside, she's sweet. She's giving, constantly thinking of other people, but there's a dark side <laughs> to Kristen. It's in her intrusive thoughts. Yes, and every Everybody now, anytime they come across like a reel of intrusive <laughs> thoughts, they like to DM me. So I really appreciate that you're thinking of me when you see these dark, weird thoughts that other people have. So explain to me if the, these, if this falls under your category. I have two to share with you before you rock yours, okay? Yeah, and somebody also pointed out, and I think Cassie pointed this out. So um, it it's kind of a mixture of intrusive and impulsive thoughts. So intrusive thoughts can be pretty like scary and dark. Mine are probably leaning more towards impulsive, but it's more fun to say intrusive. <laughs> so mine are more dialogue and they're more insults. And I caught myself twice over the last couple of days. And this is one of my big pet peeves. When you're in an elevator <clears throat> and you're trying to get off and door opens up and people are loading into the elevator before letting you out. I hate that. Me too, man. So the thought I had in my head when it happened the other day was like, you know, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, The rules are I get off and then you get on. (laughs) I wanted to say that so badly in my head. Does that fall under the category? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. So so verbally they don't. No. Because there was a group of women downstairs in the main lobby. There's like six of them. And they were all having their conversation right in front of the only door that leads to an exit. And I had to work my way around them. And in my head, I would say, I verbally said something to them like, hey, there's still a little space left uh, on the left side that I can actually exit the building. So you guys might want to move over and block it entirely. <laughs> so I don't think that's an intrusive thought, but if you wanted to karate chop each one of them in the throat, that would be an intrusive thought. So there has to be some physical No, there doesn't have to be physical, but it's just something that's so ex- so extreme like that actually like you saying something to somebody blocking or saying something to somebody getting that's I, I, I think that justified. would be justified and okay by societal norms. Okay. What I'm doing <laughs> right. is not okay by societal norms. Okay, I got you. That's the difference. All right. So the first one, and this is what got me going because I shared it with Cassie, and I don't know, I don't know why these thoughts pop into my head, but I was at the children's hospital um, visiting one of our... Oh, Lord. <laughs> your face. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was at the children's hospital visiting one of our Birds Big Adventure kids, right? Had a lovely visit. I had left the room. I was walking out of the hospital, and, you know, you're, you're seeing all these families there with these... Um, Children who are, you know, suffering from different ailments. And as you're walking out, you do have like this overwhelming sense of gratitude that you, you know, knock on wood, have a healthy child. Mm -hmm. Right. And you just you feel for these parents. And as I'm walking out, I just I, I don't know, like the rage of sick kids came over me and there was like a giant life-size nutcracker right by the door and I just wanted to knock that, knock that bitch over. <laughs> I, I really did. I really just wanted to give him the biggest shove because I'm pretty sure limbs would have went everywhere had I done it. But I walked past okay. him uh-huh. and I walked to the elevator to get to the parking deck instead. That makes me feel better that that was a story because I thought you were going to say yes. something like you wanted to pull the plugs. No, or- no, no. 
We would have to revoke her status on Burt's Big Adventure if she shared that. I would definitely no longer be chairwoman of the board. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, this one I have had before, and I think because of the holidays and this time of year and everything so hectic and busy, um, I once again had that fleeting thought while I was driving down 400 of slightly taking my car off the side of the road, getting into a medium-sized accident so I could spend a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have that one quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I do. You got to really need a day off, man. Yeah. Um, as I pass houses with ugly inflatables, I want to stab them with a serrated knife. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, serrated especially because I think it would make it harder to patch. What is serrated? It's like a, the serrated isn't like a smooth blade. It's like the jagged edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. You having a specific knife and that thought is different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> um, <laughs> I was um, at the wine store getting some wine for as some gifts. So and it sounds like you need it. Yeah, I know. I wanted to crack open the most expensive bottle of wine at the wine store and chug it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Right? Um, and then I ran into a person with a dog. And, of course, you're like, dog, can I pet it? And... The dog had an eye boogie, and I really wanted to pick the stranger's dog's eye boogie, which I did not do. I do that for my dogs all the time, and Abby history, I used to wipe my dog's eye boogies underneath my couch. I no longer do that. <laughs> I wash them down the sink like a normal You person. could have kept that thought to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that intrusive thought one. <laughs> and then the last one... <laughs> I wanted to leave my pee in the toilet of the suite we were <laughs> using at the Falcons game. Why? So. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so we were in this floor level suite at an NFL game. It was really nice. All the food and drink you could want. And there was even a celebrity in there with us. And I went to use the bathroom and after I peed, I looked at it and I'm like, I really want to leave this in here to freak somebody out because (laughs) I had a raging UTI and I was taking that medicine that turns your pee like neon orange. (laughs) 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 And I was like, if I leave this in the toilet, somebody's going to come in and be like, (laughs) What is wrong? (laughs) I mean, I was this close to not flushing that toilet, and I was like, nah, dog, I can't do that. Now I think I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that they're out, you actually won't do it. Yeah, of course not. Absolutely not. Because that would be gross and weird and creepy. The Burt Show. So one of the things Mo was talking about earlier this morning is like this, the turnoff of what Christmas really has turned into, right? And we have been saying this for decades and decades and decades, right? Is Christmas morning really celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, even though Mo crushed us this year and telling us that it, he wasn't even born in December? I, I, I hate that I am like the, the messenger for all of the yeah. people who now realize that Jesus may not have been born on December 25th, but I just found out like everybody else. I didn't know either. Turns out Jesus was a Pisces. Born sometime in spring. Some people think <laughs> April, but they say it's hard to uh, really pinpoint it because obviously it was BC. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so it's so over the top now, you know? I mean, how many gifts? We have to match our friends' gifts or family or we're going to, our ego is going to be in it. And it's just, it's lost the Christmas meaning, right? So Trina here on The Voice Disguiser is wondering, is it even possible to have a practical Christmas anymore? Good morning, Trina. Hi, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Um, so my dad is getting my mom new tires for Christmas. And I told him he can't do that. You know, that's not a gift. That's a bill, right? And he said, you know, money's tight. And my mom knows that money's tight. But I don't know. I feel like I'd rather get, like, I'd be so mad if someone just got me, like, oh, an oil change. Oh, I paid your phone bill. I'd rather get something. It doesn't even have to be expensive. Like, give me a card or something that, like, means something, you know? Um, But my dad insists that my mom would love that as a gift. Um, Could he be right? Are there women who are okay with practical gifts like that? Oh, a practical Christmas. Mm. I did see um, a viral reel recently of parents giving their kids for Christmas um, they opened it up and they saw that all of their parking violations had been paid. Oh. And that was their Christmas gift. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good that's gift. That's not a bad gift. And on the kids' faces, they were like, ser- like, so like, and the mom is just sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for Christmas. We paid off all your parking violations. I think it depends, Trina. Like, 
If you're giving the practical present to somebody that likes practical presents, then you're good to go, right? I mean, some are really going to like tires. They don't want to go over the top. They don't want an Apple Watch. They don't want some uh, mm. that something they're not going to use. So they would rather not spend the money on tires. And if somebody gives them tires, they'd be excited by that. But see, I'm not about like the mm. amount of money you spend. I'm about the thought that goes into the gift. I'm more about like sentimentality. Right. There's no sentimentality in a brand new set of tires. Well, not for you, but for somebody, there might be. Okay. Because they, they the would... The Michelin man? They would spend that... <laughs> but they don't want to spend that money on tires, so they can spend that money on something that they want later on down the road. So if somebody covers the tires, that for them is cool. Yeah, this kind of feels like when you're a kid and you need something basic like toothpaste and when you were walking down public aisles with your mom, you're like, oh, I really need some toothpaste. They're like, well, add that to your Christmas list. That's going to be a part of your Christmas present. So I think I think for some people, the practicalness can be a relief. Like, oh, you're giving me the gift of not having to worry about this payment. But I do think with Christmas, like you need to have some kind of sentimentality with the gift to show that, yes, like I'm giving you the gift of practicality, but also like I really care about you and I want to show you that in some way. I, I do get this because it does kind of make me feel like when I was a kid and I would get like clothes for school. I felt like that shouldn't be a Christmas gift. I should just get that because I have to go to school. <laughs> like, I it doesn't feel special. But at the same time, I agree with what Bert said. If you have to spend that money on tires at some point, now you don't have to and you can use that money to get yourself something better. Good morning, Mercedes. You're on the Bert Show. Hi. Hi. Yeah, last year um, my parents actually paid for my car payment and it was like really nice. Yeah, because you don't want to spend that money, right? So if somebody picks right. up one month, you get to do something that you want with that. Right, and it's uh, it's about $250. Okay. Okay, and then that's 250 that you can spend on something that you actually want. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, my niece asked me, like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, well, I got this bill. That would be nice. Yeah, I think you just, I mean, the trick here is to not... Um, go ahead and assume that this is a practical person and you give them the gift. I think you have to know that of them. Mm -hmm. Like if they're asking you for one thing and you give them tires, then all of a sudden it's a crappy gift. Has he ever done this in the past, Trina, given your mom practical gifts? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, one year he just, I mean, except it's not that practical. He got her, he, he, he got her a waxing Kit. Oh. A wet kit? Oh. A waxing kit. Oh. That's making a statement. That's making a statement. That's a brave man. That's making a statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Good morning. Happy Friday, guys. You too. Thank you. So I just wanted to hop in and say one year my mom gave me this big box full of individually wrapped essentials like razors, deodorant, makeup wipes, like cotton pads, like all the stuff that you just hate to go to Target or Walmart and buy yourself. It was the best gift. It lasted me like six months. And I was like, this is so great. I don't have to go and buy this stuff myself. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I think there you go, Trina. I mean, if that's... If, if the present is for somebody that's asking for practical gifts, then he's good to go. If not, you got some problems. <laughs> All right. She's like, <laughs> <"I'm so laughs> she did, for not, your help. did not like that. Oh, uh, she's so deflated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tires. Yeah. yeah. Deflated. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show. First big adventure, the nonprofit trip that we take down to Disney World every year with kids that aren't feeling so great, have chronic and terminal illnesses. Uh, if this was a company, then you guys listening are the shareholders, right? You're the ones that make sure that this thing keeps running without your donations each and every year. There is no Burt's Big Adventure. So it's always important for us to make sure that you guys feel as good about Burt's Big Adventure as we do. And we get to do the easy stuff and the fun stuff, uh, like call new families and telling them, hey, you guys have been selected for Burt's Big Adventure, which we got to do here over the last couple of weeks. Oh, it was incredible. So we got to Zoom every single one of our new Burt's Big Adventure families for 2024 under the guise that we needed to do some more follow-up questions because, you know, it's a very arduous process. Um, but in actuality, we were surprising them with the news that they are going to become a part of our Burt's Big Adventure community. And we're, we're going on an all expenses paid VIP trip mm -hmm. for their entire family 
to Disney World. Now, at this point, they think it's just a trip to Disney World. I don't even think that they realize, like, now they're part of this family where we have each other's backs and we visit each other in hospitals and we do all these parties all week long. But you can hear the excitement in their voice just at the thought of going to Disney World because these are families that can't afford to go to Disney World. They have to qualify financially. Yeah, they have to qualify financially. There's an age range of between 5 and 12 years old. Um, Also, this has to be their very first trip to Disney. So these kids have never experienced Disney World. A lot of these kids haven't even, like, traveled via plane before, so it's going to be their first plane ride. Um, It's just, yeah, it's... It's magical. So in front of me is um, all of our new family members with their illnesses. I tell you what I'm going to do, though. I'm not going to tell you what the illnesses are because I don't want these kids to find by what they have. So I'm going to tell you their name, where they're from, and then you can hear the excitement as we call them and tell them that they are heading on down to Disney World. Now, when you listen to this montage of calls, um, just know most of them are shell-shocked. <laughs> and who knows where we're going to catch them. Like, I've caught mm-hmm. people sometimes like in emergency rooms yeah. because their kids are back in the hospital. Sometimes they're in lobby. Sometimes they're in the car. Um, they don't have the same schedule we do, so we call them during the day and, hey, they have jobs. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so our 2024 kids and now part of our Burt's Big Adventure family are Eliora. She's from Kennesaw. Jack Jack is five years old. He's from Woodstock. We got Grayson. He's nine from Dallas. Chance, nine from Noonan. We got Isaac. He's five from Loganville. Olive is 12. She's coming down from Fort Wayne. We got Solomon, six years old, Alpharetta. Ivy is 10. She's from Ocean, Indiana. Griff, five from Sugar Hill. We got Lainey. She's seven years old from Milledgeville. Camilla, 10 years old from... (laughs) 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 And Journey, five years old from Atlanta. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for getting on with us today and all that. Of course. Are you guys ready? Because you have been selected as our newest member of First Week Adventure. Are you serious? <laughs> BJ, my name is Molly. I'm the executive director for Bert's Big Adventure. We're really calling to tell you that your family was chosen to go to Walt Disney World. Oh, that is amazing. Thank you so much. How long have you been serving? 12 years. And then um, when Olive got real sick, I couldn't do my civilian job and military. And then when she was off life support, then I was like, well, I can go back now. You've been selected to be a part of Bert's Big Adventure in 2024. I'm like shaking. I thought you guys were just going to ask me questions about. Would you guys be available to go to Disney World because you've been selected to be one of our Bert's Big Adventure families? Oh my goodness, yes. Hey, LaToya. Hello. How would you feel if I told you right now that you have been chosen to go on Bird's Big Adventure next year? I'll be so excited. You guys are going on the trip next year in 2024. You're coming to Disney with us. Oh, thank you. You guys are good. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thank you so much. (laughs) Louisa, we are going to drive you crazy. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. So what we're hoping here is that we can give Grayson a bright spot and take him to Disney on Bert's Big Adventure. You're calling. <laughs> How are you and Lainey doing? Oh, we're doing well. We would love you to go to Disney with us. Did you hear that, boo? <laughs> How exciting. Hello. How is Solomon? Yeah, he just ended his treatment and he's doing really good. We wanted to let you know that you have been selected to be a part of Bird's Big Adventure. No way. 2024. <laughs> You're going awesome. to Disney. <laughs> Jack, do you want to go to Disney World? Yeah. So now we're going to tell you that you're going to Disney World. Oh, oh my God. I So those are your 2024 Burt's Big Adventure families right there. They have no idea how much we're going to bug them over the next couple of months. <laughs> Calling them, making sure everything's ready to go. But you are the ones that make Burt's Big Adventure. You drive Burt's Big Adventure. And those are the families that you have now selected to be part of our family. We're so excited to spend your money and spoil those kids. You have no idea. <laughs> promise we will. Uh, you want to check these kids out, you can always do so up online at burtsbigadventure.org. The Burt Show.
So what happens if you don't want to go to your office Christmas party or you got to leave a little bit early because you have other commitments and the boss says, absolutely not. It's mandatory for you to be there or you're not allowed to leave early. What? Is that even legal? So we got an email from a Burt Show listener that has that very situation coming up. And now we have an attorney coming on with us in a second after we read the email that'll say, look, these are your rights as far as going to your Christmas party goes. Mo has the email. Hey, Bird Show. I've been listening since 2017 and I've thought about messaging y'all many times. But this one, I just can't figure out on my own, even with Google. I have worked at a very small office for almost one year. I have a work Christmas party coming up that happens to be on a day I have a scheduling conflict with. I can attend part of the party, but would have to leave early for a Christmas family event. The time for the party is on a Friday from 1 to 7-ish. I can attend until 4, but didn't have to leave to make it in time for my other family holiday event. Wait, the time for the party? 1 to 7? A 6-hour party? What? That is a long party. That's ridiculous. Y'all, I love you guys. And we got a lot of love in this room. Yeah. But we're not spending 6 hours together at a holiday party. No. 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 Uh -uh. (laughs) That's a little too much. When I told my manager this, I was informed that Christmas bonuses would be given out at the end of the Christmas party. And if I didn't stay until the end, then I wouldn't get my bonus. Damn. You can't do that. Wow. Well, we'll find out if you can. I feel like I've heard before that you can't be punished for not attending unpaid after hours work events, but I can't seem to find anything online. It's not like I don't want to go. I just have another commitment, and I am always going to pick my family over my employer. Well, that's going to cost you some money then, isn't it? (laughs) You're making choices. Additionally, I was also informed that I need to donate money to all of our bosses' Christmas presents, totaling $60. If I'm told I'm not getting my Christmas bonus for not attending part of a Christmas party, I am definitely not donating money (laughs) to a boss' Christmas present. What would y'all do? Is this even legal? I generally like working for this company, but this feels so wrong. Thanks for any and all advice. All right, so we've got two things to cover here as you read it, Mo. We, first, we got to deal with, do you have to go to the office party, and can you be penalized for that? And the second thing is, can they force you to donate to the boss uh, for the present, right? So we've got an attorney on the line because this is way above our pay grade. This is Steve Wolf from Legree, Atwood, and Wolf. And Steve has dedicated his entire career to helping uh, people stand up to their employees or employers, I should say. So, hey, Steve. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing really great, man. Which one of these do you want to take first? Uh, well, the first question I have is what the agenda is for the six-hour Christmas party. But uh, we, we can do them. Uh, we can do either way. Why don't we do the, uh, you know, can they say he has to go or they're not going to give him his bonus. Why don't we sure. Legally, what are your rights? Yeah. So, yeah, this is a problem. So there's a couple of things. So first of all, Christmas, you know, it means a lot of things to a lot of people, but it is a religious holiday and you can't make decisions about your employees based on your religion or their religion. Um, and so, you know, if it's a Christmas party and you say, uh, you know, attendance at mm-hmm. this, Whatever other kind of event it is, it is a religious holiday. Um, if you say you got to go or I'm going to deny you compensation, I think that would be a problem under the civil rights laws. No different than it would be if, you know, if it was a holiday for some other religion. Um, um, you know, we're all accustomed to Christmas parties, but if it was a party for, a, you know, a religion that was a much smaller percentage of the population and the boss was saying, oh, everybody needs to attend or you don't get your bonuses, there would be outrage. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. The law treats everybody the same. Everybody's got the same rights, no matter <laughs> your religion, just like you have the same rights, no matter the color of your skin or your gender. Okay, so, so the way we celebrate Christmas these days, you forget that it's a religious holiday. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's a Hallmark holiday, but it's also a religious holiday. Right. Um, and then the other problem with the bonus is that, um, you know, if you've been telling your employees all along that this is, a, you know, it's an annual bonus or a, a fourth quarter bonus or what have you, and they work the entire year understanding that it's a bonus for the year. And then right at the last moment, you tell them, oh, no, no, there's this other condition to the bonus. Um, You probably have some sort of breach of contract claim there, even if they don't have a a written employment agreement. Um, 
um, you can't, you can't, you know, have somebody working for you under a certain understanding for 364 days out of the year. And then on day 365 go, Oh, guess what? You also have to do this other thing. Right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a bunch of problems with that bonus, not to mention, you know, office morale and things like that. So in cases like this, and then we got to take off cause this is a, such a complex issue. Also, we could spend a lot of time with you in cases sure. like this, if they did want to sue the employer, what would they sue them for? And what would they get out of it? Are we talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars? Are we talking about a couple? Is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, so this is, this is the problem with a lot of the employment laws. I mean, the, the remedies are based around lost pay. So if he doesn't go to the party, and he doesn't get his bonus, you know, you'd probably be suing for the lost bonus plus depending on what kind of case you brought, maybe some emotional damages or punitive damages. Now, if he doesn't go to the party and he doesn't get his bonus and then he complains about discrimination and they fire him, that's a very different mm. uh, uh, ball of wax with much, much more powerful remedies available to him. Gotcha. Man, you've been great. This is attorney Steve Wolf uh, from Legree, Atwood, and Wolf. Uh, you can check them out at law-llc.com. Really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it very much. Happy holidays. You too. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Drake might be in his feelings again because Drake and Camila Cabello were spotted getting cozy in Turks and Caicos, or at least that's what sources are saying. So they were spotted at Noah's Ark's Noah's Ark Beach Club around 4 p.m. And a source says they looked cozy together and seemed like they were having a great time. They were enjoying each other's company and were unbothered by the attention they were getting. They weren't showing any outward PDA, but there were lots of smiles and laughter between both of them. I feel like Drake is one of those little dogs that humps everybody's leg when they come into the house. Wow. He's just, he's just ready to just every time just hump what's ever in front of him. Oh, God. Okay, just, that's quite the visual. I don't think you're wrong, though. That, that, that wasn't my train of thought. Yeah, he, I saw the video. He was literally humping No, he was not. He was On the beach, yep. But I do feel like Drake, who have it... He he always seems like he's happy to be around whomever he's with. Yeah. Like no matter the if they company. Have boobs. No, no. Uh-huh. It, it is happier around women for sure. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like he's generally like that with every person he's around. Like he has like that S eaten grin and whatnot. And so I don't know if I would be able unless I saw like actual PDA, I don't know if I would believe he was in a relationship with anybody. Yeah, he's a self proclaimed serial dater. Like he says that about himself. Mm-hmm. He's he doesn't want to settle down, he doesn't have those desires, mm-hmm. and he just enjoys being in the company. Company of a lot of different women, if you will. Um, Mo, if Drake walks in this studio door right now, who is he going to be more excited to see, Abby or you? Abby. Yeah. <laughs> By far. He would immediately start humping Abby's leg. 100%. Oh well, hopefully with consent. <laughs> I'll let him do whatever he wants for that Birkin bag. <laughs> I remember when he was giving away to just random audience members. I'm like, if you are Drake's girl, what are you getting? If this is how he's treating his fans, what do you get if you're actually dating him? But yeah, I saw the videos. I mean, they just went on like jet skis. They were on a party boat together. Honestly, it didn't look anything. It didn't look serious to me. But I mean, who knows? It's Drake. Yeah, he has a resume, a dating resume. So you just sort of automatically assume that if he's hanging out with a woman, he's attracted or is trying to get her in a certain position. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And if it wasn't a pop star, somebody in the music industry, because I would assume, like, well, maybe they're working on a project together. Oh, it's a project. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. It's project Get the V. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got to say, I don't see Camila Cabello and Drake collabing on anything except for maybe physical intimacy. But uh-huh. you know what's so funny is I always love looking into celebs' weird dating histories. I have this friend that does, like, this series on TikTok, and Camila Cabello actually for a hot second, dated this dating coach that I have brought up on the show multiple times, Matthew Hussey. Really? It's the most odd couple. And so it's like watching her date Drake now, I'm like, oh my God, you dated Matthew who like gave me dating advice in high school. Okay, on to some in sync news. Let's talk about Justin because he performed Cry Me a River for the first time since Britney talked about the ballad in her new memoir. And all he had to say before he performed it was just two words, assumingly for Britney. No disrespect. He was like, no disrespect. The people want to hear the song. He didn't have to. He's got such a large um, catalog. 
that when he, where'd you, where'd you think I was going with that? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't He's know. had such a large catalog because I know he was performing at the, you know, grand opening of this Fountain Blue Hotel in Las Vegas. I saw like, because I follow him and Jessica Beale, and I saw their photos and stuff like that. Um, but... He's, he's once again capitalizing. Why does he want to like poke the bear like that? I don't know. Because he is a talentless hack who rode Britney's <laughs> coattails. Wow. Wow. Talentless. Well, I'm huh. going to go ahead and say it because if you were talented, you could have rest on, rested on any of your other laurels from any of your other albums, but you opened that one and then you tried to CYA by being like, mm. no, this was booked. You are an idiot. It is very disrespectful. It's obviously disrespectful. You know exactly what you're doing. It's not cute. It's not a good look. He's yeah. not talentless. Have you ever heard D in a box? It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. You're right. I thought that was Andy Sandberg, but I guess I'm wrong. It's my D in a box. If it's genuinely one of his biggest records, though, should he just never perform it again? Like, what is he supposed to do? No, you can. You just don't have to throw that thing in the beginning. Yeah. No disrespect. Okay. And, and maybe not right now. Like, maybe let it breathe. Because you're right. It is a piece of his work, and it is a really good song. Like, I actually, yeah, I'm a Britney fan, but I really like that song a ton. But, like, read the room, dude. Read the room. Give it a breath. Wait till mid-2024 before you break it out again. No one's saying go into hiding. No one's saying don't perform. We're just saying if you really mean no, no disrespect and you really do feel bad about what happened, then don't use the song that caused her so much pain, which she has just told the world caused her so much pain. Don't do it. Talentless hack. Besides I'm, I'm singing, angry. besides singing, dancing, and acting, he sucks. Okay, well, how well did his last movie do? And then he got ripped apart at the VMAs by doing the dad dance yeah. in the khaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're right. You're old. We like Britney. <laughs> you tell him, Cassie. All right, typical Leonardo DiCaprio. He's dating another 25 year old, but this time it's his ex's sister. I'll tell you how he's keeping it in the family on your next e on the Bird Show. You're on The Burt Show. All right, I love this. We started this a couple of years ago. Kristen, what is breaking and entering? Well, let's give flowers where flowers are due. Tommy Sablon out in San Diego was the one who started this on Jeff and Jer. So if you hear a segment on uh, The Burt Show, more than likely we stole it from somebody else. <laughs> you stolen from us. You have stolen twice. <laughs> so breaking and entering has been around for a very long time. And it's such a beautiful tradition that, of course, when you got here to um, when you got here on The Burt Show, you wanted to start it as well. And so we have solicited for people to nominate families that deserve a Christmas that otherwise aren't going to have one. So with breaking and entering, we go through these nominations and there's some heartbreaking stories of families, whether um, of tragedy or financial circumstances, are not going to be able to have the Christmas they deserve that they want to give their kids. And we pick the person that we want to give the worthy Christmas to. While they are gone, the person who nominates them gets us into their home. So we break into their home in quotations. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's not completely illegal. We break into their home and we go all out. We decorate the entire house from um, top to bottom. We fill the fridge with groceries. We get them the necessities they need. We give them a tree with the trimmings, the presents underneath the tree, all of it. But the best part is... They have no idea who did it. Think about this, and uh, I've said this the last couple of years also, like, um, kids don't understand this part of Christmas, right? How are you going to tell a kid that Santa is not coming to their house? And the parents have done everything they can all year long. They're in survival mode, right? They're not really in Christmas mode right now. And kids don't know that. They're young. They don't get it. All they know is that Santa didn't come to their house. And then you've got a situation where you've got parents that are probably living with tremendous guilt that their kids don't know exactly what's going on and they haven't been able to provide in this area for their kids too. The families that we choose, they think that they are going home to an empty home. And when they're looking at Christmas, they're still trying to figure out exactly what Christmas morning is going to look like because right now it looks blank. So like... Kristen said the beauty of this whole thing is we won't be there when they open the door and they see everything we're about to do here over the next couple of minutes. But that is a real shock. Like when they open up, you talk about a Christmas miracle. Yeah. They had no idea. And they will never know, never know how all this stuff got in their house.
Because you got to imagine that they're walking up to a home or an apartment or whatever, and they open up the door, and it's supposed to be the same furniture and the same decorations. And then all of a sudden, there's this winter wonderland in there, and it really is a Christmas miracle. They have no idea how it happened. So we got Brenda on the line here who wants to help out her sister. We'll get all the details from Brenda on who we're helping out today. And then Tommy and all of his elves, quote unquote, are already down there. And they're about to break in, quote unquote, to this place. And they're going to totally redo the entire place. Hey, Brenda. Hi, everybody. Hey, how are you today? I'm so great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your letter about your sister was so incredibly sweet. Please tell us some more about this single mom. My sister is the shortest in the family, but she's always the loudest. (laughs) That's how it works. But she also has the biggest heart out of all of us. She constantly gives to other people, and she's always there for her kids. She has four of them, three boys, one girl. They play sports. She's always at all the games. She's also in college, so she's going to school online full-time while working from home full-time. She's busy. It's been a hard couple years for her financially. She's been out of several apartments and lost several things for the kids, and I just wanted to do something special for her that would show her that Good things happen to good people and to keep doing what she's doing to help to provide for her children and just to give her a break. It gets hard when you get beat down all the time and it gets hard to keep going, but she still does. And I think something like this would really lift her spirits and definitely surprise the kids. I think so often people throw around that word strong, especially to single moms like, oh, you're so strong. You're so strong. Sometimes they're like, It'd be nice if I didn't have to be so strong all the time. Yeah, right. I don't like one day where I could be weak. Hey, Brenda, tell us a little bit about the kids, too. There's three boys. They're my favorite little people. They are full of energy, of course, as you wouldn't as any boys would be. Their ages are 11, 8, and 6. And our little six-year-old just started kindergarten. Has your sister confided in you Christmas is going to be sort of non-existent for her family this year? Yeah, it's been really hard for her to kind of gather things for the kids this year. Um, She lost one of her jobs back in February, and she was out of work for like six months. So she's just kind of getting back on her feet and just trying to keep, you know, the necessities in the house at this point. So it just seemed like Christmas wasn't going to be what she wanted it to be this year. And hearing the segment, that's when I decided maybe there's something that we could do. I think what got me when I was reading over your nomination, we asked, are there any specific needs or items on the family's wish list? And you got me when you wrote, they live in an apartment with no beds. Mm-hmm. The kids don't have beds. They've been sleeping on air mattresses in one room. Yeah, and what they probably don't know, what you wrote in the email also is at some point uh, they got evicted out of an apartment. Um, yes. Car's been repossessed as well, right? She doesn't have a car. Yeah, they've been evicted out of an apartment. They lost a lot of things that they had, the beds and some of the TVs, some clothes, and just like tables and stuff. She's not able to recoup those things yet, and they don't have those basic necessities. But it doesn't stop them. They are good kids, and mm. they are always in good spirits and they're very loving. They're resilient. Her as a single mom, like she is literally doing this all on her own because she receives no child support, does she? She doesn't receive any child support from the fathers. They don't call. They don't help. It really is just her raising these children. And these kids, they probably, the oldest probably has a sense of what's going on. But the other kids, they don't know. Like, this is survival yeah. mode. This yeah. isn't about abundance, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know that there are many people that are listening right now that can really put themselves in your sister's situation where they don't even have beds in the house, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. broke and then there's broke, broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't yeah. even have beds for the kids right here. So it's on your mind. What can I provide for Christmas? But you also know that you can't do anything about it. Working so hard and doing school online at night just so she can get her degree. Um, I think it's so commendable that she's going to be the first to graduate in your family with a four-year degree coming next December. That's incredible. We are so excited. We're so proud of her. Uh, When she got her graduation date, she called all of us on the phone, and we were just very excited. We're just very proud of her. She really just keeps going at it every day. I got to go do my homework. I got to go do my homework. 
Yeah, she'll be the first one in the family to get a four-year bachelor's degree. Amazing. That is very inspiring. She's working and wow. grinding, man. All right, Brenda, hang with us for a couple of minutes. I'm going to have you turn this over to Tommy in like 10 minutes. He's there with you, right? Yeah. Okay. Glad he showed up. <laughs> he this, ain't here. Yeah, or this would have been really, really bad. Um, so in 10 minutes, tell Tommy that we'll check in with him. He's got himself and a whole bunch of other people there as well, I'm guessing, that uh, are going to help out. Yes, there's so many elves here today. It's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and where are the kids and your sister right now? The kids are at school, uh-huh. so that's good. They don't get out of school till later today. My sister works from home, but we got her out of the house, and she's working at my mom's house today. Okay, Aww. good. So, so it's clear. All right, give us about 10 minutes, Brenda. We will come back, and we will start our breaking and entering, and we will shock your sister at some point, okay? Yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's show is breaking and entering. You're on The Burt Show. All right, we all get them from time to time, right? We got friends, we got family that rather than, you know, pick up the phone and let us know how it's going during the entire year. You know what? We all get busy, right? So sometimes people will send out these family newsletters at the end of the year, letting you know the highs mostly, but they never really do add like the lows. They'll say something, well, we've had some challenging times, and then they go right into the good stuff that happened during the year, right? Well, the Burtso's newsletter, I'm guessing, is going to sound a lot different than that, Kristen. So my family did this. My mom did this back in the day when we were kids. Like with the Christmas card came the the Klingshirn family newsletter, right? And this came up on the show, and I was willing to jump on the Burt Show holiday newsletter mm-hmm. grenade and write one for the show for all of our Burt Show fam, okay? <laughs> so I tasked each of you with sending me some Lowlights and highlights of this past year, right? Not just on the air, but also in your personal lives. And and everybody did a great job. I'm using none of your highlights. What? I only did that to make you feel better about yourself. I was very vulnerable in my lowlights. I know. You sent your lowlights, which I really appreciate. That I, I, I only had intentions of using the low. I had zero intentions of using your highlights. But I wanted you to have a little bit of gratitude for the good things that happened in your life this past year. So that's why I went ahead and had you include those in the email. I think one of my highlights was, I'm still alive. Yep, it was. Yeah. Um, so I have compiled the Burt Show's holiday newsletter for our Burt Show fam. I feel like this music should be more Tim Burton than it is. <laughs> like happy Santa music right now because it's all the dark low points of our house, but or our lives. But yep, go ahead. Here we go. <clears throat> Seasons greetings. My, what a year it has been. <laughs> Hasn't 2023 just flown by? Here's the happenings in our neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Bert's doing great. Oh, super. He had an eye stroke, lost a quarter of his vision, lost a dog, and lost a fiance. <laughs> it, was, it was just an eighth of his vision. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. right. <laughs> what a year. <laughs> Kristen just couldn't get herself enough UTIs. <laughs> she just loves when it burns when she pees. You're currently fighting one, aren't you? Yes, I am. Mo did extensive traveling, though we can't say the same for his luggage. Oh, no. When he wasn't watching fights in the friendly skies, he enjoyed kicking his feet up in his flooded, moldy apartment. Abby's favorite pastime in 2023 was being ghosted by men, her bestie, and her therapist. (laughs) Nobody loves me. (laughs) Even people in pain. Cassie's home away from home was the ER this year. She treated viruses and injuries like Pokemon. Gotta catch them all! (laughs) Amber lost her mom. Jackson lost a job. Kaylee lost his dignity. And Messy Mike lost his lunch when he gave himself salmonella. (laughs) Oh, and Tommy lost a pair of underwear and shoes when he crapped himself. Girl, I know what you're thinking. So many people lost things, but don't worry. Rebecca gained a tongue tattoo when she got cancer. (laughs) Hope you're doing as wonderful as we are. All our love, The Burt Show. P.S. Katie still hasn't gotten laid in 2023. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Well done. And 100% accurate. Well well done. Is that kind of scary, though? It is, man. Uh All right, Mo, everything went wrong for you. You know, you had this, like, idea. I'm going to get back into boxing. Boxing's going to be my thing. 
You know, I um I look at you guys as family. And whenever you have a family and you need some guidance or some direction, that's where you go to get some advice. And I blame you all because a few months ago I came in here and I said that my dude wanted me to get back into boxing. And I remember an overwhelming go for it <laughs> yeah, from what? everyone in the studio. What do you got to lose, man? You put the headgear on, you're not going to get knocked out. You're sparring. You're not like, you're not fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. Get in there. What could go wrong, right, Bert? You what say? could go wrong, Mo? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I finally did it. I had my first day back in the gym. And I have not been in a boxing gym in over a decade. It's been a very long time. But my guy... I've always spoken to him about how it used to help me and how I felt mentally and physically when I was training, even if I wasn't fighting. Just training does a lot for you in both departments. And so he got me back in there and we went and I was excited until I got in the gym and realized that I never actually liked being in there. As soon, <laughs> Are you serious? As soon as I smelled it, it's yeah. like boxing gyms have a very mm-hmm. distinct smell. Sweat and testosterone. That's all it is right. in there. And the moment I walked in, I knew it was a bad idea. <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought it was a great idea in that moment. And we start training. Now, he went out of his way to find this specific trainer that's supposed to be one of the best trainers, and he's going to get us right and get our minds right and get us all right. And so we pick up jump ropes. That's how he wanted to start. I start jump roping. Now, I got a little excited because it started to come back to me. Hey. So as I start jump roping and hitting the speed bag, which is our first two assignments, I guess I'm thinking, look, I still got it. But they're looking at me thinking, <laughs> oh, this guy wants the advanced training. Oh, no. It's like you almost like did too well. Exactly that. So yeah, you should have dumbed it down. I should have. And I, I didn't even think they were watching us. I thought they the were ro- just, I was just trying to show off for my friend. Just have the rope hit you in the face. <laughs> yes. Like pretend like you don't know how to jump rope. Trip right? on it a little bit. Yeah. Which is what he was doing. He looked horrible in the corner. Was so he I'm gaming a- the sit? Like, did he know better how to jump rope or was he gaming it? My friend? Yeah. No, he just don't know what he's doing. He just sucks. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's just trash. He's never done it before. This is his first time. So I'm showing him like, oh, you look at you, rookie. And I'm like, I'm doing my thing. So the guy walks over and he's like, have you done this before? So I'm like, yeah, but many, many years ago, many long time ago. So he's like, you look like you still got some some training in you. So I said, okay, wh- what does that mean? He's like, well, I-, I think you guys need two different trainings. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think, <laughs> I think we're just fine where we are. And so he goes, well, I don't want to waste your time. If you are already at, at a point where we don't have to go over the basics with you, it would be a waste of both of our times. So he's like, let's start with some light sparring so I can judge where you are. So like you said, Bert, for those who may not be familiar, sparring is a term that that's when you actually get in the ring with someone else. You put a headset on, you put gloves on, and you do light Sparring. So <laughs> light is the key word in there. You kind of punch each other, but you're not trying to really hurt each other. Like a boop, boop, boop. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Boop, Ooh, boop, boop, them, boop. them boops was booping. <laughs> <laughs> My dude is sitting over there in the corner. He's just jump roping and hitting the speed bag. That's all they wanted out of him for an hour. That's all he asked for. They put me in the ring <laughs> and told me that they were going to go find somebody to do light sparring with. Light. Light sparring with. Boop, boop, boop. Out walks this man that is 6'4". 245. Damn. And he just looked like he didn't have the best day. Like he didn't eat. I don't know what's going on in this man's life. Like he just broke up with him. Yeah. He looked like he's going through something. Perfect. Tell him to hit me up. I will. I will. I get in the ring with this man and we start kind of sparring a little bit. And I think I made the mistake of hitting him a little harder than he anticipated I would hit him. You started the boop boop. I started it. Oh, no. But his boops were a lot more boopier than my boops. (laughs) (laughs) That man hit me in the ribs so hard. I promise y'all, I couldn't tell if I pissed myself or not. I was in the ring. Something was running down my leg. I don't know what it was. I just, my lower body went numb. I tried to hit him back, and I broke my wrist when I was boxing years ago. So I aggravated it again. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't carry anything with my left hand for three days. My ribs still hurts. I I don't I don't think I'm going back. No, okay. I, I think that was it for me. One and done, baby. One and done. One and done. But I tried. It. <laughs> it's the Bert Show. You're on the Bert Show.